Hey guys, welcome back. I feel like it's been forever since we last talked. Oh wait, it's because it has been. I haven't talked to you guys in about three months and that's totally on me. I'm so sorry and I'll talk about why in a little bit. So if you have forgotten who I am and what this podcast even is, let me reintroduce myself. I'm Emmy and this is Welcoming Minds. So what better way to start this podcast episode out than by being honest and vulnerable with you about why I haven't recorded or picked up the microphone in a long time. I mean, it's a new year. It's 2021. Um, But when it all boils down to why, um, I think it really comes down to two points. And the first being um, my desire and stupid need for things to be perfect. Um, Like as someone who struggles with perfectionism, I don't know why I think this, but I think that if it's something is not going to come out perfect and polished and sounding professional, then why would I even make it? Why would I even make an episode if it's not going to be perfect? But in reality, like, there is no such thing as a perfect anything. A perfect podcast episode, a perfect body, a perfect Instagram feed, a perfect life, anything not to like go off on a tangent on perfectionism, but I think we all have a little bit of that in us and I've just been kind of in my own head about it recently and that's one part of why I haven't recorded um, is I've been kind of doubting myself, thinking that I don't have any authority to speak on these issues because I'm just a senior in high school. I don't have a degree in psychology or a PhD. I'm not a licensed therapist. But I just hope you guys know that everything I say is just my opinion from my own experience. It's not fact and you guys understand. I created this podcast to be a place for me to talk about issues we're all going through. For all of us to kind of just have a space to discuss things that nobody really talks about. And I mean, I'm not better than you. I'm not smarter than you. I'm not more experienced than you. I'm just sitting on this side of the microphone. And I think that is something I've had to kind of realize over these past months that I haven't been recording because um, I've really been doubting that and like wondering why you guys would even listen to an 18-year-old talking about mental health. But when I really think about it and when I think about why I actually started this podcast, it's because I feel like we don't have that. My friends and anyone who's listening to this podcast, like, you're listening because either you love me and you're my friend, or it's also helpful, and some of us don't even have any other option. We don't have anywhere else to go because our parents won't listen, our friends won't listen, or we're too scared to speak up about it. So, this is just a safe space to talk about our own experiences, and yeah, I think I've come to terms with it, and I hope that that makes sense. So even though we're closer to the end of January than the beginning, I still wanted to tell you guys a few of my 2021 goals and New Year's resolutions. Top of the list is to upload more episodes of Welcoming Minds more consistently. I want to upload at least once a month. That's my bare minimum, my bare goal right now. Hopefully I could do more, but let's just start there. (laughs) Um... I also want to read more in 2021. I want to read at least 20 books this year, and that 
that's kind of a low number for a lot of you, but I'm just going to set that goal so I can make it attainable and hopefully reach it. I've read one book so far and I'm halfway through another. I'm reading Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. A lot of people have recommended it to me, so I'm excited. It's really good. (laughs) But anyway, my next goal is to write consistently. I want to keep writing for um, the newspaper and write, maybe dig into poetry, writing poetry. I really, really, really love poetry. So I would love to just do it more consistently and not for college essays. <laughs> um, I also want to play piano more and journal more. I just think those things are really good for my mind's health and really help me stay centered, especially journaling. Um, I really think that writing things down, getting them out of your head onto paper is the best way to work them out. Even things you might not realize are bothering you. Um, once you kind of start writing, they'll flow out and it's the best way to untangle things. Um, I learned that through, um, having a day book, which is like a journal, but, uh, all my AP lingers understand, but I think that was a very, really, really healthy way to go through things that are on our mind, work through anxiety. And, you know, this year has been really tough for everyone. And, I feel like the best way to face those things is to really dig deep and put them on paper. Um, My last goal for 2021 is to be more active, to move my body and exercise because um, our mental health is just as important as our physical health. And with journaling, I'm taking care of my mind, but by being active, I want to take care of my body. My mantra for this year and basically for my life is a quote by Maya Angelou. She says, ask for what you want and be prepared to get it. And that applies to so many things that have happened in my life. Um, I, for so long, I was so scared to ask for things. I was afraid that people would say no. I was afraid that people would make fun of me for what I want to do. But when it comes down to it, there's really no risk. You either ask and you, you get yes as an answer or no, and you move on either way. But some of the best things that have happened in my life have happened just because I asked for it. And um, that's just a really, really, really important thing for all of us to learn. Like, if you want something, ask for it. But you need to be prepared to get it. Because crazily, so many answers most of the time are yes. So as we enter 2021, or as we enter the second month of 2021, remember that it's up to you to make 2021 different than 2020. You really have to put in the effort to have the year you want and you really, you really do get what you work for. You get what you wish for and work for only if you put in the time. 2021 is only going to be your year if you make it that way. Let's talk about the start of a new semester. Whether you're going to college or you're in high school or even if you're not in school at all. Um, January brings a new start for so many different things. And if you are online or if you are in flexible education, it can be kind of hard knowing that it's another semester of being online, going from your bed to your desk, back to your bed every day, or even just staying in your bed every day online. And I know for me, it's really, really hard to stay motivated. And we remember the 
kind of the I would say the bad experiences we've had with online learning last semester and even last year we've been in this pandemic since March it's almost been a whole year since we had our last real day our last real day of school our last real day of life it feels like and so honestly it it is kind of a sort of trauma that we've experienced and so when you think about that and we think about oh this new semester it's really really hard and it can really bring on a lot of anxiety about it I know so many of my friends have anxiety about starting a new semester and have been really dreading the thought of if we're online like having to go through that again a lot of anxiety comes with school in general but I would say online school gets just makes it worse I've actually had pretty intense nightmares about Zoom and like online school, which um, kind of is a reflection of the effects it has on my mental health. And I'm, I don't know if y'all have also had that, but it really does take a toll. And this time that we're living in is unlike anything anyone has had or experienced that's still alive to like today. So do your best to kind of in a way be gentle with yourself and like realize that even though we are sitting at home and we're looking at a screen and we're we could still be sitting in our bed we have every right to be super exhausted and tired and like honestly overworked from the experience because it's not just what it looks like from like the outside it's what's on the inside of your mind that matters and it's just really hard and the best way to like get through this is to talk about it with others and to really discuss it with your friends and realize that we're all going through this together and in a way that can be comforting so yes please just talk with your friends talk to me dm me um I would love to talk about it and yeah on the other side of school and the anxiety that comes with it for all of my seniors out there is waiting for college decisions I just wanted to do a quick little shout out because I know this time period from January to March is, or even April, um, it's just a waiting game. It's a lot of thinking, getting lost in your own thoughts, and kind of getting lost in your own head about your future, Um, but I just want to kind of reassure you and honestly reassure myself that no matter what happens in a year, we'll be fine, we'll be thriving no matter where we are. Um, You could go to Yale or you could go to Wake Tech or you could not go to college and you're still going to be perfectly fine because everyone has a different track everyone everyone's life is so different and there is no one thing that's better than the other and I think we forget that with college applications and just the whirlwind that is senior year but try to remember that college and education is just one aspect of your whole being and you're so much more than where you get an acceptance letter. Alright, so we've talked about my mental health and my New Year's resolutions, as well as the struggle of online school and the new start that January brings. Now I want to talk a little bit about social media and the effects that it has on our mental health. So I'm going to kind of be talking about Instagram specifically because... I think a lot of us use Instagram the most and these things can be most prevalently seen on that platform, but it can it can really be true for every platform, for Twitter, for Snapchat, for Facebook, for 
um, TikTok especially, I think it's easy to compare our lives to others um, based on what we see on our screens. And um, it's really hard to kind of take a step back and realize that on the other side of the phone you're looking at is someone's life that's completely different than what you see on that screen. Um, One thing that's really helped me in regards to, I'll just use Instagram for example, is thinking of it as a scrapbook of our life or even as art. Like it's a way to express ourselves, to create this um, like kind of narrative, this story of our life in a way that's beautiful and how we want it. And as long as we realize that that is not what everyone's life looks like, then that's fine. But as soon as you think of it as kind of a comparison, kind of a like a true reflection of life, then that's when you need to take a break. Or if you think about it like a chore, like, oh my gosh, I need to post because I'm out with my friends, then that's when I think there's an issue. That's when we need to step back and realize how how unimportant this is, how unimportant the followers, the likes, the everything that's trapped in the little box that is your phone, how like tiny those issues are in your life. And I know for me, it's easy to get caught up in those, but step back or think about going back 20, 30 years. That was not never on anybody's radar. It was never even a thought in their head. They didn't even know what a like a Instagram account or a smartphone was. And honestly, in a way that can be healthier, but I'm not saying Instagram or social media is bad. I think it can be bad if you use it the wrong way or if you, in a way, if you let social media use you, if you let social media run you, then it's bad. We just need to keep a firmer grasp, a good control on it, a good balance, if that makes sense. So I actually put out some polls on the Welcoming Minds Instagram. Go follow us. It's just Welcoming Minds. Um, And you guys really, really responded well to it. So the first poll is it says do you feel pressure to post on social media 53 percent said yes and 47 percent said no so that's about half and half but over half said yes so I think I agree with you I do sometimes feel this pressure to post on social media and it really really does feel like a chore but when I feeling that I have to I have to remember that it's a privilege it's beautiful it's an art and I I should only post what I love and sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't and when it doesn't that's when I log off Instagram or delete it for a week or so but if you're feeling like it's if there's pressure on you to post remember that your social media is only yours you have total control over what you post and even if you post you don't have to post anything and what I would say is only post what you genuinely want to just for you for no one else Um, And honestly, sometimes it's nice to leave your phone in another room if you're feeling that pressure and or leave it in another room at the event you're at post-COVID, obviously, if you're at a party. So you don't feel the pressure to take pictures and just enjoy the moment. Um, Kind of on that topic, I got a film camera because I wanted to free myself of that pressure um, to kind of get the perfect photo for Instagram because when I pull out my film camera... I can't see what the picture looks like and it's basically just one picture, two pictures, 
for the memories and I don't know what they look like and I won't know until I get all of them on the roll developed and that might seem silly to like it is more expensive to have a film camera but it's worth it for my mental health and to fight that perfectionism that we kind of gain because of social media Um, and it really helps me just enjoy life and enjoy every moment in the moment. All right. The next poll says, do you struggle with comparison because of social media? 91% said yes. 9% said no. So an overwhelming amount of people really struggle with comparison on social media. That can be their body, their life, their, even their money, how much traveling they do, anything like that. And I think that's one of the worst things about social media. We feel like we have to compete with each other, but in reality, we're, we're really just all living our own lives. And when it, when you feel that comparison and I feel that comparison, but when I feel that I like to take a break from looking at social media, I actually, I have um, a lot of time limits for certain apps. I think my Instagram time limit is 30 minutes. And when I reach that time limit, I try to, you know, say, okay, 30 minutes is over. But sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times I do say like ignore and I keep scrolling, which is unhealthy and I'm working on it. But those time limits are really healthy to set for ourselves, um, especially if we're struggling with per like comparison and perfectionism and like wanting people to think that you're perfect, which we're all not. And I don't think perfect is even a compliment when people say you're perfect, I think, but I'm not. And neither are you. And we shouldn't celebrate perfection as the goal because it's not. Okay. The next poll says, is your life online different than your real life? 42% of you said yes. And 58% said no. So, um, actually less than half said that your online online life was different than your real life. Um, I think we can get into a, like a kind of a trap that we don't realize we're in until we step back and we can get exhausted by keeping up two different personas online and in real life. But less than half said that you struggle with that. For the 42% that do struggle with um, kind of a divide between your real and online life, I definitely understand what you're saying and honestly I can feel that way too sometimes I'm like do I even look like the the person posing in that picture and you can kind of like get lost in how you want your body to look how you want your life to look but being genuine is the best way to connect with others and to even fight that comparison that you feel on social media The next poll says, has social media affected your body image? 75% of people said yes and 25% said no. So this one is a lot. A lot of people agree that it really does affect our body image. Um, That, I feel that on such a deep level. And um, so many times I've just looked in the mirror and just thought, why don't I look like the girls that I see on Instagram? But when I do that, I try, I really try to remind myself that nothing is as perfect as it seems on social media. Like, you have no idea how many pictures it took someone to get that photo. Or even, like, all of the angles they used or all the poses they did or even the editing that they've done. You never know what technology people are using to make themselves look a certain way. And so, comparing the 
beautiful, dynamic, changing body that you have in real life to this picture, this like created image of someone's body or like on Instagram, that is not the real body. That is one second in time where they made their body look like that. And even, even, it could even not be their real body. It could be edited. So I just wanted to remind you that our bodies are real and they are perfectly unique. I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't also really struggle with that with my body image and comparison, but when I find myself beating myself down, I just turn off my phone and try to remind myself of that. Like, our bodies keep us alive. Your rolls or your stretch marks are part of a beautiful body that is working 24-7 to make sure you are living and healthy and beautiful. So that concludes the polls that I posted on the Welcoming Minds Instagram. Please let me know if you guys liked having some say in what's in the podcast because I really, really, really loved um, including things that y'all like said on the Instagram. So um, that kind of concludes our episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and it feels so good to be back and I really, really forgot how much I love just talking to you guys um, about important things about our mind and body image and just things like that. Um, thank you for listening. It really does mean the world to me. Like you guys have no idea when I read your DMs or comments or your reviews on Apple podcasts, it makes me so happy. And just hearing one person's story of how it helped literally makes this all worth it. So thank you. If you want to continue to support this podcast and me I would love if you subscribe to Welcoming Minds wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review it if you can on Apple Podcasts. That really, really helps me. And so if you want to see more episodes, please do that. Follow Welcoming Minds on Instagram. I try to post, you know, some inspirational graphics and just have a place to talk about things that are important to you. So um, my DMs are always open and thank you. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye, guys.